Bevis and you're listening to Mexico Over the Wall, a podcast about Mexico from the other side. The piece you just heard at the top of the show was recorded by today's guest, Sarah Olivier. Sarah moved to Mexico from the UK nearly six years ago and lives in Cholula. I started off by asking her what it's like in Cholula. The weather's good. Actually, it's quite nice. Um, it's not too hot, not too cold. Um, culture, it's great. It's apparently one of the uh, oldest places in Latin America and uh, so it's got a lot of culture but we also have a lot big student population so it's quite lively we've got the biggest pyramid here um, and obviously we're over well where I am we're overlooked by the volcanoes as well so you get you get good views there then from where I live yes because we have a roof terrace and we can see we've basically got a completely unhindered view of the of the volcanoes what do you do in Mexico Sarah uh, Work-wise, well, I teach English online. Um, that's my main sort of job that I do. Um, other things, I am desperately trying to um, start a, a career in music, uh, getting involved in theatre and acting. Um, and I spend a lot of my time trying to create create a life because obviously I work online. So I spend a lot of my time working by myself in my home office um, and I have a daughter as well, so I don't feel like I always have much of a social life. So that's been the last couple of years. I think that's been a focus of mine, trying to get out and do more things. What brought you to Mexico in the first place? Uh, a cheap ticket. I had been to South America to travel. Um, I went there for three months, traveled around by myself. And in the last week, I decided that I uh it wasn't enough. Uh, I'd I'd spent a lot of time just traveling to different places. I wanted to go somewhere and spend a bit more time in a place. Um, so I booked a, another flight. I was going to go back home to England because I had to go back to my job, but then I booked a flight and I literally went onto Skyscanner and found the cheapest one-way ticket to Latin America, which happened to be Manchester, Cancun or London, Cancun. I don't remember. Um, so that solved that issue. Did you know much about Mexico before you came or? Well, I traveled from traveling in South America. I'd met a few people um, and I, especially an Australian couple who'd said to me, you must go to Mexico. It's amazing. Uh, we recommend you go and spend six weeks there. So I thought, right, I'll do that. So I booked a one way ticket. My, my aim was to go to Mexico. It was to continue on to other places. But I got stuck in Mexico. How long have you been in Mexico then? It will be six years in July. So what was it like um, adjusting to, to living in Mexico? That's such a good question. I want I want to say, yeah, it's fine. But no, it, it's been really hard. Um, I think at first it was easy. 
because at first I was traveling um, and so I was, you know, it was all that new, wow, getting to know a new culture. You can be very appreciative of a different culture, I think, when you just arrive. If I'm, if I'm very honest, the longer that I've stayed here, the more frustrated I've been. Um, and, and then I had a, a baby and that really, as I was saying before, you know, in terms of my social life, made it really difficult. Um, I've, I've found it hard. When I arrived, I didn't really speak. I'd learned Spanish, but I didn't really speak it very well. And I couldn't understand anybody. I couldn't understand what people were saying to me. So I sat in silence for a long time, probably about a year. I just sat in silence, very unlike my character. Um, and, and eventually I started talking uh, in Spanish. So even if I make mistakes, I'm going to do it. And, um, Gradually, finding work online really helped financially. Uh, learn, really practicing and getting to grips with the language really helped socially because it means I can uh, communicate with people. And just in the last year, um, I really, as I said to you, started to work on my um, my singing and acting. And that's opened up a, a whole new world of, of meeting like-minded people. And that's really helped but no before that there's been tears there's been everything I've I, yeah I've struggled what advice would you give to people uh, thinking of coming to live in Mexico I guess it depends on what reason they're coming to live here uh, I would say if they're coming to live you know for a long a, a long amount of time learn the language absolutely it's gonna help a lot to learn the language um don't be afraid to practice the language um, making mistakes people might laugh at you especially if you've learned Spain Spanish before people laugh at you when you try to speak Spanish here um, so learn some of the sort of modismos here in, in Mexico and I think as well uh, have some kind of um, backup in terms of work you know like I came with a, a TEFL certificate which has helped me no end um, I can't imagine if I hadn't got that I would have still probably gone to work in schools teaching English. So I think if you don't have that a sort of a skill that can be used here, I, I don't know what other job I would have done. I, I'm still struggling at the moment to think what I would do. So I think it's having that understanding that whatever you do back home might not, it might not pay the same either. And, and that understanding of the financial is, is very different here, you know, in terms of having to pay, if you've got children, having to pay for education, if you uh, you need to pay for your health care, <clears throat> if you're coming from England, obviously, um, it's a big thing. And it's recognising that. What's it been like for you uh, raising a child in Mexico then? Good question. I, I can't compare because I've never raised one in England. I don't have any brothers and sisters or little cousins, um, so I'm not I'm not really uh, sure what it's like. For me, maybe I have a bit of a rose-tinted view of what it would be like in England, uh, but I would say it's been frustrating, and I do fear for the security of my daughter. I don't let her out of my sight, ever. Uh, if she's next to me, I, I'm either holding her hand, I have my hand on her head. I don't know if that's necessary, but that's how I feel. Um, and when I go back to England, I have noticed we've been back twice and I have noticed I, I am much more easy going with her when, when we're over there. She's only three. 
Um, and I think the education, paying for education frustrates me. When I arrived at the school and they said, right, so you need to pay for the uh, inscription. You need to pay for the, obviously, monthly payments. Oh, and you also need to buy all the books. You need to pay for all the pens and the pencils. And, um, oh, by the way, as well, we need baby wipes. We need toilet roll. We need bleach. And I, what? This would not happen in England. So I think there's a, a big element of, yeah, the, this I think it's different. Also, I really, you know, I'm the only person really she speaks to in English. And even now, I've just been speaking to her and she speaks to me in Spanish. Speak to me in English. Repeat that in English. It's, it's a task. You know? It's something I have to keep reminding her about. Uh, you said you were, you were focusing more on acting and singing these days. Can you tell me a bit about that? Sure. Um, I, I've, I've been teaching English for the last five years, nearly six. Uh, I enjoy it. But it was never something that I intended to make a career out of. It was just to travel. Um, I was a, a drugs worker before I arrived here. So I used to work with people in prison and in the community to try and help them rehabilitate. And um, I, I don't feel confident enough to do that in in Spanish because it takes quite a, a deep understanding of language to be able to listen to somebody and pick out what they're trying to say, not necessarily what they are saying. So... Um, I thought to myself, what is it that I love doing? Um, travel was the first thing I thought of. I, uh, I, I, I joined a network marketing company that was involved in travel, never again. And I realized that I love to travel, but I don't want to work in the travel industry. And, and then I sat and thought again, what is it that I really want to do? And I thought, well, I love singing. I've always sung all my life. Um, and I've always loved acting. Um, maybe there's something I can do, can do there. Um, so I've spent the last year networking, going to the theater, meeting directors, actors here in, in Puebla, of which there are a group of, of, it's quite a small, small community. Once you know a few people, you pretty much know everybody. Um, and, and we'll see it's a work in progress at the moment. Uh, actually, I've got a rehearsal tonight with some musicians. Hopefully, we're going to start a bit of a band. Um, and I've got um, uh, a group as well of actors. We're, we're hoping to start some murder mystery dinner events. Uh, so we're working on that. Uh, and also, there's a few ideas in the pipeline to do some, some plays. Um, and I've got a Facebook group as well which uh, is called Ayuda Soy Musico uh, and I'm trying to get people in Puebla who are musicians to connect with each other um, to start posting their music so that we can all get to know it a bit better. It's finding something to do. That's what I'm doing. I, uh, I get so... Um, when I was in England, I was always involved in everything. I was part of a theatre company. I was in a band when I was younger. Um, I... Um, did all sorts of little bits of work, extra work to, to make money. I was very sociable, involved in lots of different projects. And uh, language barrier, cultural barrier really stopped me from doing those things here. And now I feel like I'm starting to just go out and do things. It's to fill my time. This projects make me feel like I'm doing something with my life. Because I think one of the big things about coming to Mexico is I felt like my life has sort of stopped in terms of development. <clears throat> financially I put myself back years 
you know, I'm, I'm 35. My other friends back in England, they are all driving BMWs. Um, they've got, you know, they've bought houses. Um, they've got established jobs. They're getting promoted. Not all of them, but, you know, that's what's the word. My view, my twisted view of, of what it's like back there. Uh, and I feel like five years ago, six years ago, I arrived in Mexico with my backpack a bit of money in the bank and not really much else. And now I've, what I've got, it have, it's taken six years to, to get here, but it by no means what I would have achieved had I um, stayed in England and, and continued working there. So that's a frustration. I feel, still feel like I'm, you know, in my, in my late twenties in some respects. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to add or recommend? I always get the question about Mexico. You know, when I when I first told my workmates that I was coming to Mexico, they said, you're going to get decapitated. Um, they did. They really did. Um, and I think, and, and since then, I get the question a lot, you know, is Mexico safe? Uh, and I think my answer is always, and I don't know if it's right, I don't know if it's wrong, my answer is always, Mexico isn't. There's a lot of problems in Mexico. I've never had any problems personally uh, and I think it's just to be just aware of what's going on around you and uh, and don't get involved in even in things that maybe you might have got involved back in England going out drinking on a night out things like that it's just maybe you do need to take a, a few more precautions um that's sad to say really but I think on the whole from my experiences, Mexico's, and I haven't traveled much around Mexico, but living in Puebla is is pretty amazing. And everybody that comes to Mexico goes to Cancun. So many of my friends, we're coming to Mexico. Oh, brilliant. Where where do you live, Sarah? Puebla. Is that near Cancun? No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. Can you come and meet us? Probably not. <laughs> so I think, you know, exploring the rest of Mexico I think is a, a good recommendation don't just go to Cancun come to Puebla they say it's easy to remember I say it's harder to forget she fought battles with her conscience but a soul one man she left so I was talking there to Sarah Olivier who lives in Cholula check out the show notes at mexicooverthewall.com slash Sarah Olivier for links to the groups she mentioned Thanks to Sarah for allowing me to use the songs Burning Times, which you heard at the beginning of the programme, and The Gift, which you're hearing at the moment. Over the course of this series, I'm going to be interviewing people from all over the place about their experiences of living in Mexico. If you live in Mexico and would like to take part, please get in touch by writing to feedback at mexicooverthewall.com. Please support the podcast by giving us a review, which you can do via mexicooverthewall.com slash apple for apple podcasts slash stitcher for stitcher or leave us a review via your favourite podcast provider. You can also support us with hard cash by supporting us on Patreon. One of the benefits of sponsorship is that you can get extended versions of these interviews. Go to patreon.com slash mexicooverthewall for more details. That's it for this episode. Hope you liked it. See you next time. <laughs>